Hey, what's up? It's your boy, Bobby Sapphire, and I am here with the second episode of KTOD Radio, our competitive-minded Star Wars Unlimited podcast. And today, I have with me my three boys. Justin, what's up, man? What's going on? Excited for the Empire Strikes Back, the KTOD Strikes Back episode two, baby. Oh, I hate to tell you this, but that, oh, this, wait, is, this is the Attack here. of the Clones episode, but oh, no. we'll be rolling in the grass. We'll be start. rolling in the grass in no time. Actually, someone just exploded off uh, off camera. Uh, <laughs> Maddie, what's up, buddy? Yo, uh, excited to get into it. I um, can't wait for some more Stevie Gets Hot Takes, baby. <laughs> and with <laughs> drinking blue milk, apparently. Stevie Gets. Yes, sir. What's up, Steve? I had to throw it back with the blue milk. What's up, baby? How's it going? Good. All right. So for everyone checking us out, maybe it's your first time. Maybe it's not, but we're on Spotify now, so you can download us in audio form. We're on Google Podcasts, but that's going away. That'll be YouTube Podcasts in a couple weeks if you haven't been following that. Uh, you can watch this on YouTube in video form. We're going to be going over some deck lists. We're going to have images and talking about the images on screen. We'll be conscious of the fact that this is also an audio medium, but for the most part, um, keep in mind that if we're talking about something, we'll try and describe it as best we can. Uh, we're going to talk about, let me go to the next slide here. Today, we're going to talk about the meta, what we're working on, pre-releases. Um, pre-releases are next weekend, and we're going to do a special pre-release weekend episode uh, before we enter our bi-weekly podcasting. And then we're going to get back to the Guess the Price Contest. If you haven't checked out our Guess the Price Contest, we're guessing the legendary rares from Star Wars Unlimited's first set. Uh, everyone can submit what they think the prices are. And in a month, we'll check in on the price, see who came the closest, and those people will get a prize. I'll show some of the prizes that I've already put together uh, at the end of the podcast. And then whatever else these guys want to talk about. But first, let's talk about the meta. One thing that's been going on in the meta is the uh, TTS Online League. Have you guys been following the top cut of that at all? I've seen the no. list. There's some interesting stuff happening. <laughs> Steve. It's it's a it's a bunch of numpties playing on tabletop simulator, well, man. I'm one of the. Well, I, I mean, know. I'm not in this season's top cut. I didn't play this season or anything, but yeah, there are uh, some interesting numpties. My my point exactly. There are some interesting <laughs> numpties. There are also some pretty good players that like I know to be pretty good players. So I think that there's that too. And you know, the of the seven people still in it, you know. Most of them I know of as being good players. So I think it's pretty Can I, can I ask you a question? Yeah. What quantifies these people as good players to you? Um, I have seen or watched them play or played against them and think that their mechanics are good, their decks are good, and they know what they're doing. They think beyond level zero when they play. I think for this top cut, I, I you know... Not throwing shade, I think there's probably oh. like a good half players. I think next season's top cut is going to be a little more competitive. Just kind of looking at some of the deck lists and how things have changed. Um, you know, we even already seen like a Sabine deck that doesn't play steadfast. It's pretty, you know, spoiler alerts, you know, for future. It's pretty standard now in the green Sabine. Just little stuff like that. I think it's going to keep getting better. But along Steve's numpty point, yeah, maybe it's not the most competitive one we're going to see. Um, but we can get into that. No, but a lot of the good players have risen to the top, and that's like a testament to why I think like that element of the league is worth talking about. The <laughs> other thing I think that's interesting is, um, and maybe so like a knock against it, is that these lists had to be submitted 
um, like three weeks ago. And the end of this season of the league, like this is when Aiden was really rising in popularity as a control deck that beat Boba Fett. And so we're seeing like a lot of control in the top cut and not a lot of aggro. Whereas like this season, which has been played throughout the month of February, has been really aggro dominated, um, aggro and Boba dominated. And the top cut should reflect that month so it's an interesting way to kind of create a small meta and like there are only what 60 people even playing this league so it's super small but this, the game's yeah. not out yet so this is all we've got the yeah the... And it's a, it's a it's an interesting conversation about the the sort of top player thing too because right now i think it's it's a lot of the players who play destiny with you mike and and you know as we see op sort of opening up in the fall it'll be interesting to see you know what if any it expands because if the game is getting sort of targeted to be a little bit bigger so I think it'd be interesting to see if anybody, if OP is huge, right? If it's just a, if if there's cash or if it's just a little bit more dynamic in the way that they're setting it up, it'll be interesting to see sort of where those worlds converge, right? Is Are there going to be a couple people playing, you know, groups coming over from Magic? Will there be people playing it in a larger scale just because of stores, right? Organic players who didn't play Destiny, a 17-year-old kid who's just like dominating his shop and then wins a qualifier. Um and then how that sort of compares and how that tight play in Destiny translates to to this game. I think it's going to be really interesting to see where that develops. Um, like even this, you know, our own podcast, we've got three players who never played Destiny, right? And mm -hmm. then one of probably the GOAT, me and yourself as, as someone who was, who was Destiny or you along with your team. So I think it's just interesting because I do think <clears throat> there's a lot of people playing or intending to play this game who never played Destiny. Um, I, sure. I know in my circle of Star Wars guys, like the old, old, the old school Star Wars guys, I don't think any of them really played Destiny, and some of them I are will, playing this. So it's, it's not something like necessarily for this podcast, but I think it'd be interesting, like once we actually see like whether when there's some live events, um, you know what those top six teams look like, where those names look like, where they're sort of coming from. Even if you look at the other games we played, like when we played Versus in the early 2000s. If you look at those top 16s or those top 64s, it was like, you know, 60% Magic Pros. But then there was like a crew of another game and Lord of the Rings players, Mike Dalton and those guys. So I think it'll be really interesting to see. I'm excited to see what OP looks like, like who's at the tournaments, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. And I will say with 100% confidence, other than Bobby Sapphire, this game is not going to be ruled by Destiny players. There's just no possible way. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to when see. You, there's two. Also, there's two professional games out there now. There's Flesh and Blood, and there's Magic. Right. So, like that's you know, yeah. I, I don't know like if if you combine those, it's as many as like old school Magic in the early 2000s. But we definitely have different thought processes of players coming in to this game, which you know is you know as fun and as good as I thought Destiny was. Like it was definitely missing a lot of that professional element that I was used to from seeing the Magic Pro Tour right. and even the Versus Pro Tour. Right, I and mean, Versus was pretty much identical. It was like an identical sort of $40,000, $40,000, quarter million dollars for the whole pool. Yeah. You know, four times a year, really exciting look venue. You know, if 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 um, Unlimited follow, you know, tries to sort of nibble at that a bit, it'll be, it'll probably blow up. If it has more of a sort of pathway that Destiny has, it probably won't draw as much. Um, but I do think there's just there is a there is like a name recognition already. Like people are excited to play this game. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's exciting to sort of keep keep the look on in the future. 
Anyone else want to talk about like impending OP before we talk about some of these meta decks and what is the meta? No, I think I think Justin nailed nailed it right on the head. I mean, inevitably, cash is king, right? So if they're going to start putting out money, you're going to see more of the competitive players from other games joining to try to get a piece of that because they're going to try to port their skill set from playing competitive magic, competitive flash and blood or whatever it is to a maybe a lesser known game where they can leverage that skill. This is why exactly I think, I don't think this is going to be ruled by destiny players. Yeah. I mean, obviously destiny was a good game and you, you showed how, how much of a gap there can be between like playing competitively and the 95% of the other players out there. Um, so I think as the more competitive it gets, it's just going to widen that gap. Like, even if you look at Star Wars, like, remember that time period for, what, 10 years where and 99% of every tournament was won by one of the KTOD in some form or the other? Like, once you have once you have teams that are established and know their system and how to work that into other games, there's no way your average person can just jump in and compete with that. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where OP falls. Um, but let's talk about... The teams things, too, is interesting. Like, what, you know, who sort of aligns with who. Um, you know, if people sort of gravitate um, from Destiny and there's sort of, like, various Destiny groups and there's various other groups joining, to, you know, kind of coming together. But one thing, just to kind of re reset ourselves with the meta, I think the deck lists um, from these events are really interesting. But I also think, like, the deck techs that are out there, like, when I think about the meta sort of going forward i don't necessarily you mentioned mike that the lists were from um maybe three or four weeks ago mm -hmm. i think like shout out to, to maddie like the iden deck list um deck tech excuse me like that was huge and then your your green sabine one like to me those are sort of the interesting sort of gravitational points because i think with top eight lists it's always unique because you you look at like where someone's mindset was maybe it's a really solid player who was just like oh, i'll play the one i played the previous event, right? I think someone kept the exact same list. Yeah, actually, it's on the um, screen right now. Astrotech kept it. Yeah, I think the yeah. Deck so is like Astrotech is is crushing with the same list. So he's just like, I'm going to run it back. But like, if you look at like Maddie's Iden, I would I would like to be Maddie's Iden against this list, and he sort of evolved it. Or like, you know, when I we were first looking at Sabine, he got outclassed by the Boba lists pretty quickly, and now like your deck tech, it was like, wow, there's some really heavy heavy hitters in that in that list and not that many like just two twos for one i think it had you know exactly one copy of a or you know three x one copy of a of a one drop mm -hmm. so you're looking at like evolution through the people really putting effort into the game too like the people playing are putting effort but i think the content creators are also defining the meta a bit and i think like you and your brother maddie and maddie and mike like you guys are doing a great job sort of setting the meta through the deck decks yeah, I mean it's a very it's a very small community of like who's looking at those, but I'm I'm interested to see who else makes them. I mean, other people are making deck techs. Um, I'm trying to watch as much as I can just to like get an idea of where the meta is going to go. Um, you know, just to kind of be in the habit of it. Uh, but right. I do I do want to talk about these decks that have been sure. on the screen and specifically, you know, we already brought up that like Astrotech basically running the same deck back. He has some spice in the sideboard. Um, I guess he won his top 16 match on the back of like playing Emperor's Legion to get back uh, Fett's Fire Spray and winning that turn, which is a pretty baller move. Um, mm. I like, I really like the mono yellow boba, but everyone says that it just doesn't beat green boba. And I think we're going to find out because like I know Poem and Poem's a good player and he's got a pretty spicy list and 
you know, Astrotech won the previous league with this list, so we know he's a pretty good player. Um, and, and, you know, basically the guy who put Steadfast Battalion in all of these other decks that were running it. So mm -hmm. do you think, like, looking at these lists, do you think, you know, what everyone thinks is going to happen will happen? Or do you think that the mono yellow can come up with a game plan here? I think I know the bibs make it interesting. Experts, but I'm thinking the green, green's got it, but I'll throw it over to Justin. I think the, I mean, I think the green, you know, having like Barrage, obviously, and the Battalions, Invader, and uh, Super Laser Tech. But I do think that the Boba, the Yellow Boba is low, that maybe if it has a hand that can really kind of catch fire, um, especially if it chooses the right lane and can kind of tempo people out, I think there's an angle that it can win. Um, yeah, don't I'd rather be the green. pretty fast with cunnings and, and um, right. the pump spells, right? And then strip strip away stuff and just try to yep, bounce. You're the aggro for sure. Yeah, bouncing things. Aggro and disruption. Yeah. So the two things that I that like I'm surprised are not well, the strafing gunship is in the sideboard, but it's a card that I just have really liked in the main deck because of like what Justin just said. Like you kind of have to pick the lane, but strafing mm -hmm. gunship lets you exist in both lanes, which can be pretty important. Um it's it's obviously a little less amazing with without ECL in the mono yellow version, but uh, I really kind of like the swoop bike as a you know even over playing three Bodhi in in a in a meta where you want to be more aggro. Wow. And if you're playing in this meta, was going to be all boba and and control, right? So like mm -hmm. Bo Bodhi obviously really good to strip their cards, but you not necessarily looking for him on three to to like. Uh, break the game open with his attack and that's something that like sweep swoop bike can do a little bit better um but the that's three change of hearts uh, like the three change of hearts are like his reach right like when we play aggro and we're look we're like hoping mm -hmm. to draw for a cause i believe in um like poem can just take initiative play change of heart and like steal an avenger hit for not hit for eight and kill you know their iden or their dooku or something that was on on table yeah, I think the change of hearts are really interesting. Um, like, there's a there's a curve there that, you know, does really well. Like, with No Good to Me Dead and change of hearts and some other cheap threats, um, along with just Boba. And, you know, even using the base to sort of pull ahead with damage in the sense of, um, you know, making the, uh, the opponent sort of anemic for a turn. Um, it's an interesting, it's an interesting list. I, I, again, I, I agree. I think the greens got it, but I think that the, you know, also like yellow Boba is not just going to make a list. that's like, Oh, I scooped a green Boba. Right. Mm -hmm. Like there has to be some thought process there of a line that sort of at least you're trying to take. Mm -hmm. Hey guys, did, um, Astrotech play two or three set fast battalions in the last tournament? Do you know? I can't remember. I think it was yeah. set up like this two main one yeah. more, but I, I honestly just can't remember. But he also, he I mean, had, he had, Two waylays, right? So there has been some change. That might have been a yeah, one change. I think that, that, yeah. I think the two steadfast battalions definitely questionable because like the biggest thing I picked up from our games, Justin, this past week was he was playing Green Bulber and I was playing a variety of different things. He literally just mulliganed every game for three drop ramp, five drop steadfast. Because mm -hmm. he, he was playing the full grip of them and literally every, every like five, six games in a row, it was just like that was his line of play. Claim on two, yeah. ramp on three, that fast on five. And I, I could, even when I had like Han games where I went three drop on, on two, four drop on three, like thinking I was going to outpace him by being ahead of the curve the entire way, I still couldn't keep up with it. 
yeah, it's especially interesting in Boba Fett among all the other lists. Maybe like maybe Chirrut, I guess, could be one too. But like, it's so hard to kill Boba Fett. Like with Chirrut, it's impossible to kill Chirrut. Not impossible, but like so few things kill Chirrut on the turn he comes mm-hmm. out that like you can make Steadfast Battalion really work for you in that in that deck. But Boba Fett is the four seven. Like, can't take him down. There's no yeah. there's no in, there's no event that just removes him. So. So I, I definitely think playing two of that is a huge mistake. And if anybody's playing the green Boba, you want those three. I think my thinking here is that if he did, if he did drop one down or the reason he's doing two is because he expected more of an Iden meta. And if there is a list where steadfast battalion is worse against it's against Iden. And he does have the third. If you look at his list, I mean, he's got, I imagine he brings in, almost his entire nine cards against Iden too. So he's probably thinking about it, mm-hmm. being able how to many, go big. Um, and then how many Aiden's are in the top 16? Um, I don't know, but they didn't know beforehand, but there's only one left. It's actually, uh, Wu, Wu, Wu is the only one left. And Wu drew... Um, there were four in the top 16. And yeah, there were. Kind of got whittled down. But I think that's sort of what I was talking about earlier. Like Wu had the inside info from... KTOD Maddie about Iden. Like we've been talking about that list. And now I think the next the next stage, um, people are gonna mustache up. Also, yeah, I think I think what were you gonna say? Maddie? I was gonna say those items ran into Vika's um Vader list, which is like yeah. was specifically positioned to be anti-control yeah. and he mopped him up. But that raises a good point that I wanted to bring up about the difference between what the meta will be in general versus at your local store versus this because in this league you can play whatever you want week to week and then you pick a new deck for the top 16 so there's a little more of uh i guess like a gamed out meta for for what people expect like we talked about like i don't think you can play these really greedy control decks in you know say we were at like a magic gp version of this game i don't think you would you'd make it through the slog of aggro because yeah. i think green sabine's gonna be the most popular deck alongside boba um just because green sabine's so fast you don't have to leverage skill as much and it's going to be cheap but anyway you know those greedy control decks but in a meta like in a setup like this where you can kind of game this game the system in a way um they become really hard for the iden uh so it's just very interesting but we're looking at two decks that i think would survive any meta would be there so yeah um Local meta is going to be interesting. Like, I probably yeah. won't play Boba Fett or Sabine at my local. Like, maybe I'll do it once to, like, try and win some prizes. But if I get those prizes, I'm not going to go slaughter people <laughs> every week who, like, yeah. are just kind of playing casually. Like, that's what my yeah. thought. That's why I'll have Thrawn decks at all times to, like, kind of bring it in. Oh. Like, Spirit Blue. I'll, I'll... Deck, I'll be, sl- I'll be slaying and slaughtering on a weekly basis. <laughs> yeah. Steve doesn't Dom- care. He's going to just dominate. Bro- yeah. dominate Little Jimmy the- with his. Yeah. He's going to take him down. Path. All right. So let- let's talk about this other matchup. So Green Sabine, the deck that, like, you know, we think is really, like, a really good aggro deck, if not the best, <laughs> against Thork, who's won two online tournaments, made the top cup both seasons. Um, so he. You know, I'm interested to see this match. Like, I'm actually really in- interested in watching all of these matchups. I'm pretty excited for, like, the final few games of this league. It's The Top Cut has been pretty good watching. I think it's, like, some of the best gameplay watching you can get. Um, even though, like, you know, in the That's heat of the moment, it might not be... Um, 
you know, people make mistakes playing, but like this is a very difficult game, and sometimes you have to make a choice. Like you have to make a gut call on a resource, and then three turns later, like find yeah. the find the reckoning of like your bad decision. So, like it's also really early in the game. Yeah, but also you know, there's something we said in in miniatures play where like high level X wing looks like low level X wing because when you have two players who are like really know what they're doing, you really have to like think outside the box in terms of how you're going to circumvent like the normal progression of play. Yeah. But anyway, we've got we've got these two lists like you know obviously pillars of the meta. Um, what do you think? You know, we've seen in our version the green Sabine be able to hang with Boba Fett, maybe make it, maybe even be like a 55% into Boba Fett, which is like about as good as you can ask, but yeah, but no steadfast. No bet, no battalion. Gonna... Yeah. Like Wolf instead of battalion just seems rough. Yeah. Um, when Wolf is going to get like super laser tacked and I don't know. I think the the battalion would be huge. It's funny how yeah. close the list is, but it's just that Wolf versus battalion thing. And it's not like you, I mean, I don't feel like you need the extra two drop in the in the sabine like you... i would say it's probably for the anti-heal like maybe even again like thinking about how much item yeah. was being played or how much item was expected and yeah. you play the wolf main deck hoping to face item but when then you face like you know a really aggressive <laughs> boba builds i mean a quarter of the field was item and and al I... from what i've seen has it in his list now because he's waxed me in the mirror um he right. did it every game so he has it now but i mean three weeks ago you know that's the thing i like i mean i like the u-wing i think that'll maybe give him some some edge there and the um the grit six drop but i think i think boba pulls it out i mean the boba's yeah. got the greedos it's got probe droids just trade early mm -hmm. it's got it's kind of got everything it needs the traitors could come into play traitorous is really good in this matchup yeah, especially if against one leader um Al does have the Fang Fighters in the board, but only two, and you know who knows. You've got to like, you've yeah. got to be on that plan when they're on that plan. That's the tough thing about this game is like the silver bullets are, um, are very narrow. You know, you can and play the, the, at the right time. Yeah, I think this is again future podcast, but like, you know, the traitorous dance with sideboarding is interesting too. Like if you have in your main, um, yeah, do you board making a note? Too? Well, if they saw it, you know what I mean? Like, did yeah. they see it? Did you, did you, you have to keep track of those things. If they mm -hmm. saw it, you board it out. If they didn't see it, you, you add it. And then like, you go ahead. Is it like, um, what's that movie? Uh, Princess Bride. where like, oh, well, you saw it and you're going to do this. So I'm going to do this. Yeah. And then that you leave your, I mean, Viper's like a good card in, in its own right. That like has, you know, sort of abilities no matter what oftentimes, but. It's an interesting idea. Well, so and yeah, this is okay. open deckless, so it's like that dance is automatically built in. Am I boarding? Oh, it's automatic, right? So am I boarding these out automatically because I know he's going to board in his Fang Fighters? The Fang Fighters are still going to be fine because they'll pop the shields on you know Crafty yep. Smuggler so and, and Seventh yeah. Fleet Defender, but they're you know not right. a great. Or maybe not he uses it for that, and then he gets traitorous. Like people right. always bring up silver layer. bullets to me, but it's like like people always bring up Wolf into Iden, and it is good, but it's like. Are you gonna postpone your board development just and not play Wolf, or do you need to play it early because you need a three-two, and then it's not doing what you want it to do? So I think, like Mike said, the silver bullets are a bit narrow. Um, you can't always choose when you want to play them because you could fall too far behind. Yeah, but Boba's right. taking it in this one. All right. And yep. So here we got our boy Wu playing against Boba Green, and. 
you know, I think um, this Boba, you know, the Boba, <laughs> this Boba list leans all in on Steadfast Battalion, having the frontline shuttle in there to double, <laughs> double baby. Steadfast Battalion and, and swing in for nine on the second attack. But Wu, I had to like adjust the <laughs> the visuals of the slide because Wu has so many All like one ups, one ups and two ups. So his like had four rows. Um, but that's control. Fan of the one and two ups. Yeah, I mean that's control that's to me. Control. It's like you're I think, trying to control what you think is going to happen. I'll lay two to one on any amount of money our listeners want that Wu takes this match down. All right. And yeah, I think Wu's got it. I've been trying to figure this out as. Yeah. Um, Boba, it just you know, it's a puzzle that we can talk about this a little bit later. Just in terms of, um, I like the puzzles when you're like a dog and try to figure out like how you would approach it in different ways. And I've yet to be successful as Boba consistently. Like you, every every so often you hit a lane and you just you push mm-hmm. and you win. But for the most part, it's like pretty frustrating as the Boba player to go against Iden. And Wu's list has got enough on the early side to like not sort of get overrun. He's not just playing like an Iden version that's like only for control. Like he's, it's not like he's playing like three Walkers, three Avengers, and um, just sort of all at the top and tipping his scales. He's got, you know, um, he's pretty well balanced. He's well balanced. Like he's I got, five, he's got five remove. He's got eight removal yeah. spells at at three. The only things I see, it, hat like um, as the Iden player, you just gotta really watch out for uh, fire spray and take the game out of nowhere. And he's playing one. Vanquish. Yeah, only one Vanquish. One Vanquish. So yeah, his outs against Fire Split Spray are a little more diminished, but he still has other tools there. Um, I've actually started to cut the Super Laser Blast and throw it into the sideboard yeah. to give you more action because you can you can be sense. feeling pretty good, and next thing you know, the Fire Spray hits, and you need like you need the setup for a barrage, or you need to take a couple actions to to set up a takedown. Um, but with his Gideon, he plays two Gideons, one Ruck. I'm kind of not on the Gideon plan right now, although I, I kind of like a combination of the, both of them. I'm just still trying to figure out. At least with the Gideon, there is some race potential there or some setup for big barrages. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. He can set up yeah. a barrage that can actually take it. Like, it's weaponizes the barrage a little long. bit more. He's the just, thing like, is, like, he's just going to die, though. So it's really got to, the, the counters have to go on someone else and set it up that way, I think. Yeah, and I think the that's thing is fine. The this list doesn't look all that aggressive. Like you got the shuttle. It's good like, Greedo. I think it's really playing for Steadfast. It does have Greedo on the probe droid, but like I just don't see it. You just prioritize really... ramp and you go as I didn't use prioritize ramp and go, go higher quicker. I guess it's okay. aggro with the shuttle. Maddie, how many resupplies are you playing in your item? Um, I think I'm on two right now. I always bounce. It just depends on the meta, and right now there's more aggro, so I'm. Yeah, control's the hardest list to like ever say is like set because yeah, you know right. as as we're talking about things change week to week, month to month. Like you got to be you got to be ready to adjust at all times. Although sometimes ramping into aggro, like I played some Luke into Sabine matchups, and I went two zero in one session in game ones just by <laughs> ramping. So, um, but I think five's a good number, unless everything's like super control based. Yeah, I think the Super Laser Blast is interesting in Iden. Like, you definitely want it in the board. Do you run one main deck just to keep them honest? To have it, yeah. 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 I, think, I think the most cool. the most interesting aspect of that is when we did our last podcast that had just been released, 
and we were all about it. And like, that was like one of the hot um, talking points of our last podcast and how we thought that it'd be so impactful. And now we're already, what, a couple weeks later and people are talking about not even wanting to main deck it anymore. Yeah. So it just flip flops. I think bombing runs the same way. Like we're all kind of hyped about bombing run. I've seen one bombing run played. It was last night on the late night stream and like it was yep. played, he was already dead on board, and he just played it to have something to do it before he show. died. He actually, uh, it was actually Gandark lost to uh, lost to Thrawn. Uh, looked like my I Thrawn. Think, list. I still think, Gandork. I still think bombing runs pretty good. I think it's just for sure. It's just yeah. It's like um, it almost feels like it's going to be in some kind of either attrition based matchup or you really stink against the air because the air bodies are are pretty. Um, right. smaller. So. I know, but pe- and people come at, like, I've gotten several DMs after the <laughs> Sabine video about Metal Ceremony, and like, yeah, it's... Against it? Just like, yeah, people aren't on it. People think Metal Ceremony's uh-huh. not good, and just like, having a way to change the math on things, especially things like Bombing Run and just combat in general, for free, yeah, they're wrong. is like... Yeah, Metal Ceremony's nutty. Like, especially when new math. Mike, it's the only yeah, free new math. And especially Freeze talking uh, to Mike about it the other day, like any green deck, it's it's just better because you're going to get that extra attack. Right. When you get the ECL, so you're, you're like, all right, I have a Metal Ceremony yeah. in my hand. This might not be the best ECL, but it's an ECL that's going to create mm-hmm. other attacks for me, and it's going to let me Metal Ceremony for three. Like that's that's a huge advantage, and it's another line yeah. of play that you get to take even, you know, other than like I'm just going to sit here hoping I draw my Steadfast Battalion or my K2 yeah. or something. But like also yeah, I mean, like you, yep. metal ceremony for one sometimes can be great. Like there's there's just time like oh, you, if people absolutely. watch your video, it's just about mm-hmm. you know using all your cards, sort of saying, hey, excuse me, here you go, like deal with it, and your leader pings, like it's an extra damage. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's if even if it's just like a ping for one, it's like yeah. um, in Magic where you play that like you draw your shock against control. It's a terrible card, but like you draw it and you just hit them in the face and that's the difference between mm-hmm. winning and losing yep i mean the stats are pretty narrow in these in this game like there's a lot of two 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 threes three mm-hmm. threes three fours and then and then it really tapers off after that like there aren't you know you you have to get to like seven drop and Va- seven drop vader still only five power seven drop dooku still only five power so mm-hmm. like you know it doesn't one point of health in this game goes a long way yeah. when when everything is kind of understated right now um, but yeah, I like I like Woo here, um, and then I guess All like day, baby. and then uh, this is what if Woo wins, this is what he's facing. This already beat two item lists. Actually, like he played a double header and he just he just won back to back games in the same like two and a half hour span. Um, but yeah, he's got four surrender three four surrender main deck. What an animal, Vika. The uh, the forever world's runner up of Destiny. He came in second at the final. Yeah, Star this Wars one's Destiny rough. Race. Who do you lose to? This one, Destiny. Uh, my arch nemesis, uh, Andrew Rothenau, who won Oof. that world. Uh, is that person playing? Is that person playing this game? Your arch nemesis? I haven't heard anything about him playing this. He's been playing Flesh and Blood. Um, I uh, I tried to reach out to him. Let us know in the comments if you find him. What? That's the kid. That's the kid. I, sw- I he accused me you of slow playing him, and I said "f you." Yeah, yeah. And we he's like the that. joke. He's I like the Joker in jail. Like he who thinks like Batman's dead. He's just like normal. <laughs> Actually, I think and then in he this sees situation, you win a tournament. He like starts laughing maniacally, and he comes back. 
I think I'm the Joker in this scenario, but you're the Joker. He's bad. I was kind of yeah, branded as the the bad guy in that situation, but uh, so I'm probably the Joker. But the the awesome thing about that rivalry and like we played in every major. Like when I won Gen Con, I played him in the semifinals. When he won Worlds, yeah, he was my right. only Swiss loss. So like, and we re- we played each other in the worlds where um, I came in third and the Gen Con previous. So like, we were always playing each other, and it like, yeah. Anyway, you had a dice roll. If it was time, like right? a 1990s jujitsu movie, you guys would like fight in the first one and then team up in like the second or third. <laughs> or rock. Yeah, no, 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 you no, would no, team no. up. Maybe the there, third. There's one. no team up. There's no team ups here. All right. Anyway, no, no, no. let's talk about Vika's list. I'm we don't have to talk about fast. Destiny rivalries, um, but I do well, I love rivalries. List, I think they're good for the game. This list looks sweet. Yeah. I think it's not. It's gonna be tough for um, yeah. Iden to beat this. What's this going against? Or is it already? This been? already won. This is already in the top four. So Oof. Wu, yeah. the winner of Wu and um, that Boba Green by Kasan will be facing. This. I mean, this is yeah, kind of what smacked around some Iden lists, and he picked he, like this is the exact situation where if you can choose your a new deck into a top cut like this this deck can't hang with green sabine but this deck is fire into the into the meta that he chose so congrats for kind of seeing the the writing on the wall with this top 16 but good example of what we what like if you're going to be a competitive player you have to do every weekend is like right what's been played what's Mm -hmm. going to be played and how do i beat it yeah. Like the Brad Nelson effect when he was like crushing those GPs over and over again. He was like defeating his own meta that he like created. He was yeah. like ahead of you himself. Gotta, yeah, you got to beat the, you got to be ahead of the list. You got to be on the two week from now list, right? Like mm-hmm. you got to beat what beats what's winning last week. Yeah. Billions, baby. Yeah. Game theory. Yep. This one, yeah, this one looks wild. I mean, three Devastators. Three Devastators. Just like Force Surrender in the main is just wild. Yeah, I, I, seven and sister. Honestly, like no this... bombing runs. No bombing runs. This would be the deck for bombing run. Instead, it's yeah. force surrender a card we didn't even talk about. Yep. Oh no. Um, but this is why, like, we just went through, you know, the three, uh, top eight matches, and then like this list. Like, this is why I'm kind of excited for this top cup because, like, these are cool matchups, and like, I I respect these players, and like, I'm excited to see what they do. Like. This is appointment watching for me. I'll be watching all these streams. It is cool. Steve, I don't do you, know res- next do you we'll respect this the players, again, Steve? Though. No. This doesn't me. <laughs> <laughs> There's like probably five people that play this game that I would respect, and three of them are on this call. <laughs> Whoa, is this shade against me? <laughs> wow. Oh, wait, no. No, I, I'm including okay. you. Oh, who are oh, you okay. leaving out? You might, himself, get, you might get promoted himself. to numpty status after that comment, though, Maddie. I think that mustache is raw in your brain. All right. I thought no, you. I, I, yeah, I, I forgot you. Future you podcast, you shave it for like a prize. It's, like if you. There's no way I'm shaving this bad no. land. Play a match that you think you're like 90 percent to win, and if you lose it, you have to shave. Oof. Right. We can play that. So we'll be I back. I would say the people I respect are the three of you, Chrono, because I just. <laughs> We played a dozen games, and I just cannot beat that guy to save my life. Oh, and then the Bastion. Beast. Okay. And, still, I thought you were going to no, say no, woo, no, but I also everyone in our Discord still. <laughs> no, no, no. I got I everyone in the Discord. Yeah, winner yeah, of the he, German he just League. Won with that Iden list. Yep. Yeah, we should actually we should have thrown that on here. I forgot to do yeah. that. Um, all right, Bastion. we will revisit the them. Yep, Bastion's the best. Well, we'll revisit. It's a good them example all. of what you were talking about earlier, though, of like people coming from mm-hmm. you know really smart people coming mm-hmm. from other communities and, and doing well. 
and just that's gonna be exciting i think it's honestly i think it's really exciting for the destiny crew too right like kind of like like almost yeah it's almost like a rivalry in a sense like no we we got it you know what i mean like i think back at the old star wars tribalism tribalism i think the thing that's uh ruining america tribalism but yeah like all the destiny players (laughs) or even like even like um you know the people we hung out with in in versus like not that we like hung out hung out but like you know there was a cohesion with like alex Tennant and kim and dalton and like they were we were kind of rooting for them at times um against you know friendly rivalry the thing that i think of like kai you know kai played and the the ymg guys played and stuff like that so it was like oh yeah like the the different the decipher the decipher people versus the you know watsy people and then it's gonna be it's gonna be fun hopefully op i think we're really all crossing our fingers that op's you know got like this sort of marquee event that you know pops up and and people fly to and Mm. and you know it's really it's a big big timer yeah, I can't wait for the April podcast when we talk about you guys crushing London. We yeah, go. It's possible. We might. I've right. looked it. I looked it up. Well, speaking of <laughs> London and playing, uh, you know, I asked everyone what they were working on, and these are the kind of the leaders that that came up. Um, we talked about specifically fine tuning Sabine and Boba Fett. Um, you know, Maddie is working on Chirrut and Luke. Justin mm-hmm. just is... disclaimer I still think Aiden is premier it's just like I there's nothing to add right now so just trying to find new avenues yeah I think that's the whole that's kind of mm-hmm. like the whole point and like Aiden yeah. is one like you always have to tweak right if you're playing control yeah um but like just in terms of what we've been working on and what we're going to be working on like you know I put a lot of time into Thrawn and I put a lot of time into Sabine I'm, I want to move on to other things and Justin wasn't around for the two weeks that we were like really working on Sabine so one of the things he said he was working on is like figuring out the Sabine list making tweaks seeing where he can improve it um you yeah. know he and I have been talking a lot about Boba Fett and where to marginal like um clear up the marginalizations in those matchups um Steve's working on Green Han and what was the other also one he said double yellow on? The double yellow Bobo. Uh, I've been was, uh, I've been working on some play mostly Green Han and Vader. Um, I have been working a little bit on Palpatine behind the scenes, but like I just can't get it to work. Yeah, that's basically where I'm at. Is I'm trying to revisit Palpatine and, and get him to work. I've been working on actually, you know, me, Justin, and Matt have all been working on Chira in our own ways, uh, and then mm-hmm. Maddie's been working on Luke a little bit. So um, I guess we could talk about fine-tuning Boba and Sabine after, but, like, what is drawing you to Han, Steve? Is it the U-Wing reinforcements? Yeah, yes. It's Well, it's two things. One, I think Han's ability, it's outside of the normal, like, mechanics of the game, right? He allows you to do things that normally you can't do. It's, like, built-in ramp. You can get ahead. So I don't know how necessarily good that is. But I think if there's some sort of NPE thing or something along those lines where you're doing something that's not within the normal actions of the game, it's going to be Han. I just don't know if there's enough cards yet to abuse that. Um, So I've really been trying to do a green list where you kind of go one for one and you can get some incremental advantage. Like I've been really trying to do like Falcon turn one as return one and then basically trying to get a neutral board state or slight increments of basically the goal is not to be behind when you go into turn seven and then turn seven i'm trying to u-wing drop a few guys immediately claim 
and then on turn eight, even though it's off, you're paying extra for it. I've been attack pattern delta, mm-hmm. um, and then trying to swing in for the win. So basically, like it's try to keep as much parity as you can up until turn seven, which you can actually get ahead. Your turn seven is actually turn six, because of Han's ability. And you're talking about resource turns, not actual turns, right? When you say turn seven, you're talking about the amount of resources you have. Yeah, yeah, just want to be clear for the listener. I was pretty sure. Absolutely. Um, So, yeah, so then you can U-wing on seven resources. Hopefully, you don't have to immediately claim, but the idea is to, like, claim early so you don't have – you have initiative going. Prioritize tempo over damage on that turn. Yeah. Yes. Because you're setting up the big one. Then on the next turn afterwards, attack pattern delta first, and then hopefully be able to swing in for the win. Got it. And what's cool about Han, right, is like five resources become seven if he mm-hmm. if he's if they don't deal with them, and right. so it happens. He it gets can happen to, really fast. He gets yeah. that seven you resource turn faster turn. than anybody. Yeah, you can do it one turn earlier. You can't do it two. Um, well, I guess you could do it two if you didn't. You can do it on five five tap. Boom. You, you just, just have you to just have, have the perfect you hand. You're often like left yeah. with one card in hand. Yeah. That's sort of like the problem with Han. Um, What's cool about the um, Ewing, just really quick too, with the green is like, say you have some guys on board kind of kicking around, like the double fleet commander is kind of insane mm-hmm. to like break action economy, get two beefed up attacks. I mean, the fleet lieutenant is, mm-hmm. is, there's lieutenant, so many cool yeah. things you can do with that card. So I like that Steve is picking probably one of the most powerful cards and one of the most like break the game. Like that's a good combo. So I see what yeah. the avenue there. I haven't got it to work yet, but um, I'll do a deck tech this week, kind of showing you where I'm at and the progression I've had. <laughs> it's been somewhat successful, but it's not tier one by any means. But I think there's, it's missing like one component that I just haven't figured out yet. And that just might not be there with the limited card pool that we have. It's always good to have those decks, though. Like, this is close. I'm filing this away because we only have one set. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And we ha- at least we have you know the bones for the future. As more cards come out, I think his mechanic will probably will get increasingly better, and the options oh, yeah. to do broken things are will increase. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about cheered a little, Justin. You've been heavy on like the upgrade, like stick a small drop, suit him up get some card advantage by drawing cards with droids and stuff. Um, and then Maddie, I saw you do this with Luke today. I saw you suit up a battlefield Marine with a Luke's lightsaber today and ride it to victory. So yeah, is dude, that a green to bean? Is that, a, is that a strategy that could work in Luke in general? Or do you think that's like a cheer thing? Where are we at with these lists? Cause I think I'm playing, you're working on cheer at green, Maddie. Red and, and green. And me and Justin are like focused on the mono. The blue boys. Yeah. Yeah, I'll throw it over to Justin because uh, he, he yeah, probably so is doing I'm, more of that. I'm hoping to get a deck tech. It's been a it's been difficult for me to get it all set up, but I'm hoping to get one out this week. Stay tuned. Um, but blue blue share it really with the concept of Luke's lightsaber and sort of jamming a two drop and then jamming things on it and just forcing them to have an answer. I've actually toyed with um, not playing regional governor and just being like, if you have it, you have it. And just having all the rebels and then you've got fleet lieutenant and wing leader and just jamming stuff down. I've actually cut Luke from my deck 
Um, I have no vanquishes or takedowns. So when I do the deck tech, it'll be kind of a different take on it, but it's just full, you know, you're jamming up and then you're jamming up again. Um, I've toyed around with using the 30, the 30 base just because it's sort of built in vigilance, half, half a vigilance to start in sort of leaning into the one fours ability to um, not take too much damage. It's, it's tricky though, because, you know, Marine and, and fleet Lieutenant on the other side can kind of end your day pretty quick. Yeah. But the general concept is Mike, you mentioned card advantage to the droids. So yes, card advantage to the droids, but generally it's not card advantage. You're jamming. You're hoping you play against opponents that just don't have the, the specific answer to you. And when they do, you're like, okay, now I throw everything else on Chirrut. So your hands, you just basically want to just jam everything into Chirrut. So I, I flipped it. I wasn't playing Obi-Wans, and now I'm playing Obi-Wans but not playing Luke's just to, to add the sort of buffer there and the shields that you know Obi-Wan can then pump. Right, you're sacking so, card advantage by putting yeah. upgrades on things, but I guess like hundred percent. I shouldn't and have like, said card advantage, but the thing I was meaning was like the droids can provide some replacement when you're hundred percent. And I think the other like the other thing too is like if you throw, let's say you throw a guardian wells out, and then you put a shield on it on your base, and then you put a lightsaber on it, right? So it's a five five that's attacking, and they waylay it. Like okay, they waylaid it, but like that means that their turn three was the waylay. You know, and then you're like, okay, you're one step closer to just jamming everything on Chariot. And the other thing is, like, if you you didn't lose your lightsaber, you did. But because you have three Luke's lightsabers and three Jedi lightsabers and three shock staffs, you're going to have all those things when Chariot comes out. And you're hoping that Chariot just sort of rides his, his, his path to victory. And, you know, wing leader on Chariot can get crazy. And obviously there's, like, it's not tier one. I, I would, it's not, if I was talking about OP, I wouldn't take this to a, to a, great you know big cash tournament i'm not going to take this to london but um i oh, yeah, think I if you were looking for something fun it's a fun deck um, that can steal some wins that's well, for sure if the whole you can definitely go wins and aggro though it's pretty good alignment it's so good against aggro in my yeah. opinion because they don't have there are no answers right like there's like there's no answer to like a four seven mm-hmm. on two and that guy just yeah. wipes everyone out and you yeah. can you know obviously lanes but then you're looking at vigilance killing it a flyer and chair comes up mops up i will say this and i'll get in more in the in the deck tech but it's interesting that like it's an aggro deck that plays a lot of stuff on a unit but you actually end up sort of wanting to play a weird control game sometimes which is weird like you actually want to kill things because your trades you don't like you your guy just kind of mops everything up and then you end up having a board state that's like chariot and a really big guy and the opponent is casting their their units that are like going to instantly die Mm -hmm. so it's an interesting angle there where you actually don't want to just you know attack bases you want to get it to that point where you're where you're got these two sort of massive heroes um almost like a hearthstone type thing and then you're just swinging with your with your with your heroes your twig of the world for you guys the thing that i I wanted to say is the shield base is also half of a vigilance Is it in addition right. to five things? Right, that's true. Uh, yeah. But obviously not. I, the one they I think use I'm back often. to the shield base. <clears throat> and the other thing is like building up the guy is like a way to not is a way to beat aggro because they can't deal with it. Is like also a really good strategy in Sabine if we're gonna like segue to like how we're tweaking. 
I have kind of like trained myself to not like wing leader because of, I'm worried about things like removal blowing out the tokens. But when I play the mirror and people are like wing leader, wing leader, or even just a single wing leader, I'm like, oh, I don't have anything that can deal five yeah. damage. Yeah. I just lost because of a mm -hmm. single wing leader. That sucks. But it's also something to keep in mind in terms of like, you know, why metal ceremony is good, why wing leader is good. Are there other ways? Like we've tried academy training, academy training right? yep. like are there other ways to buff guys that we want to look at? Are like, um, is there an, another upgrade that's worth it in some of these decks? Because so there are a ton of matchups where all these aggro decks just can't deal with a buffed guy. And that's maybe sort do of the Steve thing and play the, uh, the five, it'll be five cost, but the, the triple pump, like who knows, you know? Right. If, if, I'm on. If I'm on. I cut my Luke's for Obies, but also like metal ceremonies now in Jurit too, because it's yeah. just like again, it's just like a thing. It's one. Yeah, Maddie was thing. running those too. So yeah, just segueing into green Jurit, like metal ceremony becomes so good there because oh, yeah. you're gonna get you know two two <laughs> to three attacks pretty reliably too, um, and then ECL obviously you can do an ECL turn, and then uh, I think the big draw for me with green Jurit is. It's just a sticky, steadfast, like, in, against the decks that I need it, you know, the Bobas, right? You tap down my turret, but I'm, I have, I have your Boba on steadfast watch. So, um, I can kind of keep the board that way. Still not a great matchup. Boba is super hard and, uh, That's my what she deck said. still, yeah, <laughs> my deck still needs some answers for the, BMA. for the fire spray, <laughs> which I think everyone does. So I'm actually main decking vanquishes on like, oh yeah, um, I did Justin's back list. To that because uh i want an answer to, to fire spray that's not entrenched because i i i i played as boba against the entrenched and like i either barrage them into oblivion or i just use the tap down until i yeah. can play a second one so um but the the cool thing about the green chariot uh it's still not there yet but like you you get battlefield marine that's like the sickest two drop other than a wing right um echo base defender you get you get the um, the steadfast and metal ceremony and those those cheeky sneaky ways to keep Chirrut alive. Um, they go a long way. If your Chirrut lives two turns against a Sabine deck or even you know I played against Steve like it lived against Han for two turns. It's like yeah, you like metal ceremony. You did metal ceremony against me just for one on Chirrut, and that was okay. the difference of the game. You also yeah. can do um, it's pretty cheeky what you can do. You can use Chirrut's leader ability to give someone plus zero plus two so they won't die in the attack yeah. attack kill something and then mm. metal ceremony up after so they actually and live it lives. the rest of the keep turn them alive yeah that's mm -hmm. 50. um and if you keep them alive then if you play it binds you know then it, it like gives you more avenues to use it binds because i think a lot of us are finding a hard time if we want to cut it or keep it in but if you play it with metal ceremony, if you if you maximize, it's not easy. But if you maximize Chirrut's tap ability, it will make your it binds live. That's so that's where I was with the the thirty point base, actually wanting to use the damage. So like I would get in situations where I would have it binds, and all my guys would have shields. Yeah, and I was like, what? Yeah, like, and it's... I would have like a like a three PO with a lightsaber, which would be like awesome to be able to get like three damage on it, and then like attack into something. Kind of what I was saying, like kill a kill a marine. Or kill like a boba, mm -hmm. like a three, like a unit boba, three drop boba, um, and then like use the three mm -hmm. to heal and kill. Mm -hmm. If you had, you know, like a like a force, like the Will's guy or Yoda or something like that. Um, yeah, it's a little bit of a non bow. Like, 
Like it's really hard to get the damage on the guys when we're shielding up. And yeah, shields are also exactly. So valuable. Yeah. It's what it's I a reason it why I haven't been on three. It binds in a lot of my chair builds um, because it. I mean, I want it. I want it on the chair turn, but like when he has a lightsaber, yeah, and that's he's only taking want. one damage. It's tough. You can also, yeah, just put a lightsaber on him, and then he's going to live longer anyway. So it's one of those cards that you got to find a way to maximize it, but that's one that could work for people. I'm still iffy on it. Whether You know, I take it in, I put it out kind of thing. Um, nah. was, there, was there anything else we wanted to talk about? I know, Justin, you want to talk maybe about Boba's sideboard. We're at 50 minutes. I really don't want to go over 75 minutes. Um, yeah. So we do have a few. You know, I'd like to keep it around 60, but we have a few minutes before we talk about the contest. Um, was there Other anything than you Boba, to... I just want to talk about Luke quickly. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, that's... So, like, I've been trying to make Red Luke work, um, and in a in a meta where Sabine exists, I you wouldn't think it playing Red um, with Tarkin Town and the removal, but you're always on the back foot. You can never catch up against Sabine because you don't like like a Kanan that just sits in your hand forever because you don't want to tap four and just you know what I mean. So, are you playing bombing rum? Yeah, and it, I played it once and it didn't do enough, honestly. Yeah. So uh, I've tried that, and it's funny too because you think like bombing run with Tarkin Town, um, but you, but they just come out so fast that you're usually behind. Um, I've had success with Red Luke against like some of the control decks, like Iden, because you have your force throws. You can sideboard in K twos to strip their hand. I don't play it main, um, but that's you know, that's my decision. It could be good main, but what I'm what I'm trying to bring out is like. Red Luke could be good. I just think in a meta where there's Sabine, you it's no dice, but then you've switched to the green Luke and your Sabine matchup's pretty great. So if you're having a trouble with with Sabine, you have you have green Luke as an option. You just gotta find a way to beat Boba Fett. And if you do, call me on my cell phone, like DM DM me because that matchup is just so freaking hard. And it's like the one gateway for Luke right now. So I think I think there's a lot of power in Luke, but um I think that's just kind of the things gating the two different colors that I want to bring out. Yeah, the thing that makes the green look really good against Sabine is just like that ECL on Kanan. He's already got the five health. He's really hard for them to kill. Um, so you get the heal. You get to kill something. They probably have to spend another card killing it, and it creates like a two and a half for one, especially when you're mm -hmm. healing two. Feels like every time you've ECL'd Bosk against me. <sighs> you don't have to ECL Bosk. No, he's just got ambush. That's he's right. Got ambush. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing. All right. Let's um. Let's spend a couple minutes talking about sideboard options. Uh, this Justin sent me this. It's like potential sideboard cards for Boba Fett, and how to specifically shore up the Iden matchup. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just like so. My big thing I've always sort of enjoyed thinking about in cards is like when you've got a deck that's really good, which clearly Boba's really good, and then you've got sort of a defined bad matchup um that feels very difficult and just sort of and with, with games with sideboards and even games with outside boards it's always amazing when you can feel like you can figure it out right so you've got sort of the the best deck and then you've got a bad matchup and you feel really comfortable in that bad matchup and you just like have a have a plan you know exactly what's going to happen you know i don't think it's going to flip it completely but you've just got a real line so that's what i've been trying to do and mike you and i played the other night where I tried to go sort of low. So my first idea was Greedo. Um, you know, I'm not playing Greedo in the main, so I was going to play Greedo. I was going to basically load up on little guys, um, pump up, and just try to flood the board. Didn't work. Um, I didn't 
just the way the resources worked. I didn't have a hand. The big guys come out, the ambush guys come out, and you're kind of just behind. Um, but there's just other angles to take. There's lanes. Taking a heavy space lane is something that I'm currently on um, that I feel okay with, with, with change of hearts in there, um, just sort of as finishers, and, and that's sort of where I am right now. But then you look at, like, all right, what if you just completely have a 10-card sideboard for Aiden and you've got Devastators and you've got, like, sort of a slower angle? And there's that route. And then I think the other side of it is, or, or are you viewing your sideboard just sort of as a traditional, like, okay, I'm going to have Sentinels for aggro. I'm going to have answers to, um, you know, up, upgrades. I'm, I just want to play it safe. You know, and I'm just going to sort of keep like, oh, I, I got traitorous. Okay, I'm bringing in an answer to traitors. Oh, I got aggroed out. I'm bringing in sentinels and, and cards that heal off of bases. You know, so I think it's just the interesting idea. I have resupplies two of the main. Like, you just go to the third and play the big guys against control. So I do think there's um, angles in this game. And that because you're drawing two cards every turn and, you know, you're starting at two, like, you can kind of choose your own adventure a bit. You know, it's not like in, in other games where you're an aggro deck, and we, I think we're seeing that in Sabine now, too. Like, Sabine started out with all these little guys, and now it's basically just, like, a curve deck. Mm -hmm. um, so if you look at, like, Boba, you know, Boba's got all these amazing fives, and you've got that sort of Boba five turn. But, like, what if you're just like, all right, you know what, I'm I'm Boba, and I'm, like, a control deck with Slave One and Boba Fett, and I'm, I'm going to play my Devastators, too, and stuff like that. So I think it's an interesting angle. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to. I'm excited to try these out in in practice more. Um, I will say that I don't think the aggro plan works against Aiden. Like I don't think Greedo's going to get it done. Yeah, I think she's kind of happy to see someone go lower to the ground. Um, right. Strategies that I've seen work. Uh, not as available with Green Boba is like the hand disruption. But I like the Emperor's Legion. I like it's kind of that timing silver bullet, but. Um, especially if you see decks that are, aren't playing as many Vanquish. If you have a way to keep, to get back your, um, your fire spray, mm -hmm. uh, that's going to be a game changer or just, you know, the change of heart at the end. I think those are kind of cool avenues. Uh, Relentless can be good as long as you have enough of a board presence that the edict right. effects aren't going to deal it in. Right. But, and that's, um, and that's yeah. the problem, right? Like the Iden still has those effects and, I think just sort of figuring out how to lean into those. It's you know it's funny this game currently as it stands doesn't have. I think we'll see it. At, I'm sure we'll see it at some point, but we don't have like a token unit. Yeah. Like there's no there's no uh, unit that comes into play and makes like a one one soldier unit. You right. know there's there's nothing like that. Um, or when it dies, return it to the bat. There's there's not that in this game. So, um we'll see in the future but yeah that those edict effects are brutal i wonder if doing things like you know especially with if you're on the bib route playing something like cunning or even spark of rebellion or Bodhi. i know he doesn't work with bib but like ways to strip their hand in the board even though they cost a little bit more um but you know bib kind of neuters that a little bit if you're going the event route it's something um, but I do think like attacking the hand is really good. I think the only dance you get into is like if you board into uh, like if we're a dog game one and we lose game one and then we board into like a control deck and we win game two, like do we go back to a mid range deck because they go more controlly and their control is going to out control us? Right. And then like I don't know, could we and then we're not fast enough to beat a super control version because we we don't have any aggro stuff in our sixty. 
Yeah. All right. I think it's tricky. Yeah. That's all. Read your opponent. Yep. Attacker in the air and attacker hand. Yeah. Like blue, blue green is the weakest ships. Like yellow's got some better ships. Red's got the better ships. So I think those are the two ways you want to kind of fight. Yeah. Shoot first, you know, to kill the, the Sentinel three, four could be really good since like all of our Mm -hmm. ships have three attack. Yeah. That's a, yeah, like Jabba shoot first, just curve and like your Boba turn, like your five resource turn actually just isn't all that exciting. And you're just like, okay, cool. Like I'll attack what a couple of units in the space. I'll, I'll yeah. animate Boba and just sort of be there. Yeah. But you're not. A four, seven, like that, five, which is like his strength. Right. Yeah. And I've actually found like the cards like Bosk, even though he's good, you know, you're not going to cut your Bosks, but like sometimes, like obviously the, um, the steadfast battalions you don't want. And like some of the, like Ruck, like even though Ruck is sort of okay, it's like, you end up like that turn five against Iden just isn't as exciting. And you kind of just want to go like angle in the space and then get to your Fett's fire spray and hopefully get your big creatures, your Vader. Um, and hopefully that sort of, hopefully that gets you to, that's where I'm at right now. Like, I think the shoot first angle is pretty interesting. It's something we loved about Boba from the beginning was like, Oh, we get to shoot first for free and then still play mm-hmm. five cost worth or something. And that might be the thing to like look at against these control decks to like, Shoot first, kill something, let your other things attack through, and still get to play your normal curve turn. Yeah, the old shoot first Devastator deck. I like it. Yeah, just, oh, like, yeah. We, just like we drew it up. All right. Like uh, up. I want to talk. So, actually, I forgot that we were going to talk about pre pre release prep. We're like way over time. Um, we have well, a bunch of pre release videos. For it, we so. have content coming out. I released my first pre release video uh, on Saturday. And we have another one. We have two more, actually. I just didn't have the thumbnail for the other one yet, but I did one. I did a learn to build with someone a, a little bit newer to the game, my buddy Reflex from Destiny. And then me and Maddie did one together and made a video. So those are both coming out this week. And then we also have Steve, your Han deck tech, coming out later this week. Um, we have four playlists on our YouTube channel, SWU underscore KTOD. You can find our pre-release videos, our deck techs, uh, our podcast, which you're listening to now as well as gameplay videos. Um, I just want to add in one thing right now. If you're looking at the screen and you do not see that you're subscribed, hit that button right now, baby. <laughs> do it. Um, Otherwise, I'm coming for you. <laughs> the So like, I'm going to three pre-releases. What are you guys doing? I'm going I'm to, at one, one to two. two on Friday. Justin's at two. I'm at one with the 18-month-old at home. It's kind of hard to sneak out in. Yeah, bring him. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, so Fresh, doing the one. Get two pulls. Excited about it. Yeah, sign up. I'm gonna try to bring a bottle. I'm gonna try to bring a bottle of wine on Mike on Friday. Mike, see if the owner will uh, let let me open if I share some with them. I mean, yeah, well, I have a couple flasks over here. We can live the flask life, the wine flask life. That's classy. Yeah. All right. He's playing like an eleven-year-old, and is like, "Would you like?" Some? <laughs> right, I'll check out check out our build videos uh, coming out this week if you want some pre-release prep. Yeah, the one with me and Mike is pretty spicy, baby. So Actually, check that yeah, out the one drops. the one with me and you, like your deck is insane, and the one I did with Reflex, his deck is insane. And if you watched my pre-release seal build, you'd see like what it's like to build a struggled pool, like a really rough pool. So I think that has some value as well. All right, so we did. Oh, that's the pool I had the other day that I dominated. I threw that in there just to like make myself feel sick better rags. about the oh, sick yeah. rags. Mike slapped double it around. Yeah. It's gross. All oh, right, that's yeah. gross. so we're having a contest right now, and we have one between ourselves, and then we have a listener contest. We are doing guess the legendary card price, and like we're guessing now, um, the contest 
entries end when the set comes out next Friday. So you will be able to see pre-release prices. But what we're going to do is everyone's going to send me what they think their prices or everyone has sent me what they think their prices are going to be one month from release, April 8th. And whoever gets the closest overall is going to win a box uh, from that's like the internal one. I have prizes for the listener contest, but we've bet we've essentially gambled. We've all anteed eight packs, so we're gonna get a box. The winner of this contest is gonna get a box from each other. The listener contest, Mine's a donation. The listener contest, right. okay. oh, hi. Uh, I know. The listener contest really is, um, I put together like a token set and like I have a month to find other things, but I've just got like initiate initiative token from laser gaming shout out to them for sending me a bunch of stuff Um, my dice that i made that just like are the the aspect not aspect um the condition dice has six sides uh some shields some custom tokens these emperor tokens were commissioned these royal guard tokens were commissioned by me so i'm the only one who's ever had them and um i'll give three of those away some shields um, these Sabine and Ezra helmets are were both commissioned and hand painted um, for me. Oh, wow. uh, this Boba Fett token isn't, but it's so cool and it's high quality that I wanted to include it. Some old school loops, power action tokens, and then the gaming etc. set doesn't have three damage tokens. So I'm throwing you some three damage tokens that I have in acrylic form from Legion. These salt tokens are like some of my favorite tokens of all time. So um, I'm gonna add to this, but like from what I've gathered right now, like this is just some of the listener prizes for first place in the listener. Uh, exciting stuff you All gotta right. get me some of those salt tokens so i can hand them out after i smack some i have this. i have salt tokens and shield tokens for you guys. All right, so, you salty, so that's the listener salty. contest and we we we're, we're doing a gamble between ourselves like i said and this is everyone's guesses and i only want to spend a couple minutes talking about this yeah. but um justin and steve were really high you can see the totals at the bottom me and me and maddie were like four dollars away from each other the biggest disparity Right off the bat, column, sorry, row one. You guys see Avenger as like a really expensive card, and I see it as a junk legendary. Wow, interesting. I don't, I I, I put it, so the way I did this was I I figured the cards that people are going to need to make decks Mm -hmm. um, that are legendary are going to be the ones that are the highest priced. So I figured anyone who's playing um, Villain Green is going to need your Darth Vader. So I put him pretty high not as high as steve steve and maddie um, and both had him at 60 yeah well i, mean, I, I bought just, a card in a decade and i remember magic was expensive so i i i'm regretting the 60 a little bit too. i'm a little regretting the 20 um but i did the same kind of thing as justin like the blue control you kind of need to play avenger yeah i wish i was on like 10 15 but um you know hindsight's 20 oh, i just think it's not even a three of in the blue control decks necessarily so that's why i like have it as sort of a junk rare and then anyone playing blue not control not villain control is just not looking at that card so that's sort of why i had it. i don't i guess that I, go ahead steve i was just gonna say i forgot to tell you guys i pre-ordered 50 cases that i'm just gonna hoard everything <laughs> set the market he's gonna drive yeah, up the market there we go i'm glad you did that for get my for one box <laughs> Mike, can you explain Force Lightning? I don't totally get that one. Oh, yeah. I think it's actually going to end up being a premier removal card. At can you? You're still high, too. Yeah, I think I think Force Lightning is really, really good. I think that we just don't – like, we don't play Villain Red, like any of us. Like, Steve's the only one I don't, really working on it, and I think it's yeah. I think it's a three-of staple in every Villain Red deck. I, I mean, I get great. it. I just we don't just know how talked about, like – we yeah. talked about like change of heart in multiple times today, multiple lists that are winning. <laughs> like, I just feel like that card is a card you're going to need 
And like force lightning is not one like you're it's like it's just one that I don't think you're necessarily gonna need unless you're like I really want to play villain red, but like all the deck lists, with the exception of that one sweet looking uh Vader control deck aren't gonna have it. So. I just think villain red is like on the precipice of being really good and I think I think we we specifically don't play a lot of it. And I think Because it can't beat Sabine. For for what it's worth It's good, I want it to be good, but yeah. For okay. what it's worth on my prices, I just threw numbers in there because I didn't want Mike to yell at me for being late as usual. I did mine on the train. I did no research, yeah. man. I hope that I hope I'm in an okay like, spot. But I was like, I gotta fill this in before Mike gets on my ass. Yeah, well, I got, you get you had two weeks, so. Um, yeah. I just I will say I, I we'll maces we'll like there's thousands out. of maces too, yeah. so that's what I was happy that, like, well, I put everything high, but. Yeah, Maddie might be the thinking... most right, been going the lowest on mace. I, I. So we're saying there's gonna be thousands of maces because it's one of the store showdown. Rares, yeah. but the thing is, the store showdowns aren't coming around for a while. So, like, yeah, if you want to win one, you might need your maces. It's just not in a lot of lists. Like, I'm the most mace fan of any of us. I feel like, and you know, I, I just don't see it being played a ton. But, um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I was highest on you know Vader, Boba, and Luke, and then uh, Force Lightning followed by the Falcon mm-hmm. and Cunning. Cause All think... of us have Vader at top, though, which is I think is pretty... Yeah, sad. I mean, it's going to be in so many decks. It's Yeah, he and Boba it's... Fett are You're... both. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Are, those the top... are those the consensus two highest? Yeah. Yeah, I would say yeah, they're the only... Do what you guys think. Oh, yeah, I mean, so people Lucas are... Flame, you can flame me all Flame, like, flame us in the you. comments. Send in, your, send in your guesses. I'm not going to reveal... Um, everyone's guesses until after the contest is closed. I, I'm going to compile them and put a spreadsheet together and and see everything. But um, I think we yeah agree that like Boba Fett and Vader are going to be cards that should should settle over thirty dollars, mm-hmm. and Luke will be close to thirty if not higher. Cool. Oh yeah. Uh, oh. Awesome. We did get it in under seventy five minutes. Does anyone have anything else they want to talk about or shout out or anything before we call it? Like, well, we should have a podcast and... up. Yeah. And we're going to have a podcast up sort of impromptu next Sunday. Yeah, so we're going to be um, a bi-weekly yeah. podcast in general. But, for you know, there's pre-release weekend. We're going to pre-releases. We want to podcast on the pre-release weekend and kind of take advantage of, um, you know, people probably looking for content. I think Bye. we're also going to try to vlog a little bit. So that I've already told oh, – I don't even know if I told Mike. All of you guys, take some videos and pictures on your phone, and I'll compile something. I'll do the work for it. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. I think it'll be kind of fun. Yeah, that's dope. Let's uh, get it. Yeah, and then um, hope to hopefully you're going to a pre-release and you um, you're gonna have a blast. If you want some help with the pre-release, check out our videos this week. I think they'll be really helpful. I, you know, specifically tried to do three levels of of content there, like just sort of in general, one for beginners and then one for a little bit more experience. So, and you get to see sealed gameplay with the new cards. So, cool. All right. Well, um, I guess that's it. We'll talk to you in a week. All right, boys. Good luck at your pre-releases. All right, peace. Later.